Hello, hello. How you doing? Back to the Ballaholics podcast. I'm here with Langston, Latrell, and Andreas. The other guys are going to be joining shortly. How you doing, Andreas? How you doing, man? Doing great. So some crazy shit at the trade deadline. I think it was a little, uh, what's the word? Underwhelming, to be honest. But I, Kyle Lowry blue-balled me. That's all <laughs> I got to say. Yeah, there. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, everybody's here, except for Langston. Everybody, so but not everybody, of course. And also, LaMarcus Aldridge is a hoe. Yeah, that just discovered, yeah. Just discovered LaMarcus Aldridge is a bigger ring chaser than Blake Griffin. I cannot believe he chose the Nets. That that annoyed me. I mean, you see, the- you were you you were talking about how LaMarcus Aldridge would have been a great addition to the Heat, but he's still a very consistent offensive big man with a very solid jump shot, but his defensive value over the beginning of this season did not really seem to be there because I don't know injuries are catching up to him. He's not the same defender he was before. So on the big man front, who is their best defender? Like who's going to stop someone like Anthony Davis on that team? Not Kevin Durant, not Kevin Durant, not Blake Griffin, not stopping AD. No one's stopping AD. No one can stop AD. Look at what Bam Adebayo tried to do. Nothing. Couldn't do anything. One of the best defensive big men in the league and couldn't do anything. But I don't think AD is going to be himself this playoffs. Well, that's still – we still have to wait to see how Anthony Davis comes back. If he's even at 85%, there's no one on that Nets team that can stop him. And at the same time, if the Lakers get Drummond too, they're going to be – That would be crazy. If the Lakers get Drummond, the Lakers are too big of a team to lose to anybody. Yeah. They were big last year. That's why they're just going to do the same thing. Exactly. I mean, I know they don't have Montrez anymore. They don't have Dwight Howard, which who, he was solid. He wasn't really a huge piece to that team. But Andre Drummond? They, like, I understand Andre Drummond is a – it's weird with Andre Drummond because as a second option or a first option on your team – Andre Drummond is a negative offensively, in my opinion. But as your big man, as your primary paint defender, your board getter, and someone that you can defer to on offense rather than being a primary option, Andre Drummond is probably one of the best big men that can do fill that role for the Lakers in the league. What do you think, Langston? Uh, regarding Drummond uh, migrating over to the Lakers, I think that... Why, hello, Langston. Uh, hello. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, with AD and... <laughs> Excuse me. With AD, Bless you. Both AD and Drummond on the same team, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you got two tree trunks down low, so, I mean, this, this is going to be... <laughs> I mean, you, you, you're going to... I mean... Uh, you're going to lumberjack to come and try to, you know, get through them trees, so... I mean, as much as he, as much as AD doesn't like doing the dirty work down there and kind of the primary reason he loves to play the four instead of the five, when he needs to, he's still one of the best defensive big men in the league. So it's still ridiculous down there. No, but yeah, uh, I mean the post is going to be uh, there's going to be a padlock in the paint. So um, they're going to be a. I think teams that thrive off of their perimeter shooting uh, might have a chance, but you know teams that kind of like you know like to drive and stuff like that, it's going to be a it's going to be it's going to be tall order for them. So the Lakers definitely gonna be a tough team to beat. So, yeah, I defense is really underappreciated. But the my favorite move, and I don't know if Latrell, a Clippers fan, is gonna share the same. Uh, <laughs> but I think Rondo to the Clippers was phenomenal. I think that was such a massive move because they needed the playmaker so bad, and now they could put but Kawhi. Is Rondo is Rondo a playmaker really though? Yes, absolutely. Have you playoff Rondo is a real thing? I promise Bro, you. Playoff he was Rondo doing nothing on the ho- No, he is a man. Tell that to Heat fans like me, bro. He was putting me in a depression. Bro. Well, it's because the Heat can't guard. Oh, that's crazy. 
he's probably yeah, one of the best crazy. defensive teams in the league. All right, Latrell. Well, since you're a Clippers fan, you need to talk about the Rondo trade. Oh, I mean, I guess they got a, a point guard. I mean, I guess I we know. got a point guard. I don't know if it was worth uh, trading. Trading Lou Will. Bro, you, you, you just really disrespected him. He was with that franchise forever. He was. That is true. Getting... But like Marcus Morris just tweeted not too long ago, it's a business, and it's all about winning. Should have traded him. No, 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 no. Marcus Morris is yes. more valuable to the Clippers right now than Lou Will was. He, his, you know, the defensive rating for his position, he is second. He's second to last, only above Anthony Edwards. Is that true? I yes. actually definitely heard of that. That it's I'm true. not much of a Clippers fan to even know that. But Lou Will was pretty bad this season. Like, can you at least? No, I mean, I I agree. This was the end of his career. And if we're talking about, he should have he would have retired after this season. If we're talking about defense, defense and Lou Williams shouldn't have been put in the same sentence. Lou Will doesn't come off the bench to defend. He comes off the bench to get to to score. Yeah, he wasn't doing that. So if he's not doing the only thing he's coming off the bench to do, then what is he good for? No, I mean this was his last year though. Like, yeah, I believe he would have retired. And felt good with what he what he accomplished. I say he would have retired only if they won a ring. And I think they, they would have won a ring. I think they would have won a ring. No, they would not have. Won. And wait, do you think? Do you think that? Are you saying that their chances are lower now to win a ring with Rondo? No, of Will? no, I didn't say. No, I'm not saying they're lower. I'm just saying like. So wait, anything, you, it doesn't it doesn't change their chances that much. Are you telling me right now you're predicting the Clippers to win the chip? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> so, I mean, who, okay, okay, let's let's just go to the West. You think who, the Clippers stop it in the West? Thanks. Oh my god. Thanks. Who is that? You gotta you gotta call us back when you get home. Oh, that's not me. Oh, bro, it's not at home. No, Who he's was that? in the car. He's got to call us back. I'm not in the car. Uh, what was Who that motorcycle? That? I don't know. Bro, that was, that no, someone rode past me in a motorcycle. Latrilla, you were in the car? No, I'm not in the car. They just, like, drove by. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, oh, stepping away from that, let's go back. Who in the West is stopping the Clippers? Well, first of all, if the Lakers don't, are even... Don't say the Jazz. No, if the, the Lakers are even aren't ninety the, to eighty-five percent healthy, AD Lakers easily. No, it's not. It's not. The Nuggets no, are stopping are you the Clippers in the playoffs the again. Can beat the Nets. You think the Nuggets are gonna stop? Uh, they the, did it last the year, didn't they? No, they are not. Bro, that, nah, now nah. that they have a playmaker, playoff Rondo on that team, they beat the Nuggets in six. Come on now, MVP Jokic, improved Michael Porter Jr. Bro, come on. <laughs> MPG is, M- M- I mean, MPJ, he's actually really, really good this, this season. If Jamal Murray does the same thing he did last year in the playoffs, then I don't see why they can't beat the Clippers again in the playoffs. But they, they would not. Mm. If the Jazz keep up their shooting streak, I still don't see how the Clippers stop that. I understand they have some of the best perimeter defenders in the league in Paul George and Kawhi. Well, yeah, Joe, yeah, Joe Ingles giving them nine threes in a game. You acting like, like Joe Ingles? That's is not going to happen in the playoffs. Why not? Listen, he looks like a middle-aged stepdad. Every, every well, they've been on a quote-unquote wait, wait, <laughs> Every every year, people talk about the the Jazz, and damn near every year they're a first or second round exit. They are <laughs> okay, terrible but this is in the playoffs. They are not. This isn't the same Jazz. Playoffs. They've been doing so much they better than season be before. A first round exit in the playoffs. I can guarantee you. Uh-huh. Yes, and they, I believe it. They are not beating the Clippers. They are not beating the Lakers. They're not beating the Nuggets. And they you might not the, beat the Suns. You... Wait. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I got confused there for a second. I thought we were talking about the Clippers. Bro, Latrell, and you said they won't beat you, the Clippers. Bro, are you just like in your car? Or are you like, what's going on? What is bro? going you on? Um, I'm, I'm like scuba diving right now, bro. You with me, bro? You got to get. To a... <laughs> bro, I don't. I don't know where these random ass sounds are coming. Bro, you got to get to a quiet place, <laughs> bro. 
Because all this audio is going to be corrupt because all we hear is motorcycles. Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul, D. Book, and DeAndre Ayton. Latrell, please. I'm not saying they're the best team in the league, but I'm saying they also have a chance of beating the They they are right now the best team in the league. Who is? Who, the Phoenix Suns? The Suns. Stop, Latrell, stop it. No, I'm not even kidding. I mean, I mean – I can't like hate on that because they've been playing really great. Uh, Chris Paul is Chris Paul. He does amazing things to any franchise he touches. Devin Booker is still one of the best scoring two guards in the league. DeAndre Ayton's having a really good year. And Frank Kaminsky and Dario Saric have been doing a really, really good job at defending in the paint. Saric, his whole career before coming to the Suns, was a four. And no one really expected him to be a five with his slow foot speed, kind of undersized. But as a backup five for the Suns, they have, he has been a really good defensive plus on their second Bro, unit. Are you forgetting to mention Mikael Bridges? Mikael Bridges, one of the most consistent three and D players in the league. I'm not saying he's spectacular, but he's <laughs> consistently above average. Put some respect on DeAndre Nathan's name, bro. Put it on there, bro. Deandre Ayton is good. I was expecting him to be well better this not season. Not what everybody I was thought he was going to be. He's a he's a of course not. DeAndre Jordan. Of course not. That's what he's he a is. What? He is. He's a DeAndre Jordan. Bro, That's stop. exactly what DeAndre a prime DeAndre Jordan. Jordan. Well, we can't we can't even make can't that make comparison. comparison. Yeah, we don't know what DeAndre Ayton's going to be. No, Ayton. This is Ayton. This is what he's going to be. <laughs> I don't think bro, so. You're com- I still bro, see you're room to improve on offense. He's a great rebounder. Aren't you the one who said just because they're young doesn't mean they're going to get better? Like, no. Okay, yeah, I can say not- that about Kelly Oubre for sure. He hasn't made any changes in three years. He's This is him. He's a good player, but he's not going to – he's not going to turn into a Shaq or David Robinson or anything. I never said that. I said that his ceiling I well, I was going to say that his ceiling is an 18 12 and one and a half guy which is not too far off from what he is right now. That's what he did last year and this year he's averaging 14 points a game. 14 11 and one and a half. Yeah. I know. One and a half blocks is what I'm talking about there. But yeah, I really was <laughs> expecting Chris Paul to help him up his game but that really hasn't come into fruition but they didn't need it. The team has been spectacular. And what do we think about the Portland Portland Trailblazers? Do you think that they have any chance of being real threats? No, to upset anybody in the playoffs. It's, I'm not saying same, championship the team as a whole isn't strong enough, in my opinion. The same. It's the same answer every year. They they they're every year. An exciting it's, team to watch in the playoffs, but they're not gonna they're not gonna threaten the Clippers or the Lakers or at the end of the day, they're not gonna beat I, those teams. At the end of the day, it's always going to be Damon who, like, CJ, sure, he's a great scoring uh, two guard, but he's nothing overwhelming. Nurkic has been a major disappointment, especially with injuries. And his cancer is not going to be guarding anybody in the playoffs. He's a solid offensive big man, going to get you some good offensive boards, but that's about it. Carmelo is no longer New York Nugget or Nuggets Mellow. It's... I guess Norman Powell was a solid addition, but it doesn't solve their problems. They need a second, like, superstar on that team to compete in the West. Which is not going to happen because nobody wants to go to Portland. Bro, bro, bro I, got a que- I got a question. I got to back off. Those, bro, do you honestly think that the Clippers will beat the Nets or can beat the Nets? They can be well. No, I I, I, I think they can. Yeah, I can see it happening. In a series, yes, 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 yes. Bro, you put together the three, the the the, one of the top. Okay, some of the best, like destroying (laughs) threats on one team. Bro, you got Harden, Kyrie, and KD. Like, bro, what? Okay, well, first of all. So, so you, so you don't, I you don't think it's any so chance of all they're putting Kawhi, they're putting Kawhi on KD, they're putting, they're putting Paul George on, on Hard. either Kyrie or Harden, yeah, probably Harden, and they're gonna put Pat Bev on Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. Harden. Pat Bev is gonna get in Kyrie's head. It'll probably be Rondo sure. on Kyrie because Patrick Beverly isn't gonna start. Nah, bro. Well, 
That's true. It'll pro- it'll be a mixture. I think Pat Bev will probably go on <laughs> He cannot he cannot thrash Paul George on defense. No, he cannot. <laughs> bro, I, well, I thought, well, bro, well, I'm just well. I'm just saying, bro, they just that good. Bro, I'm not saying it bad. Dame, I'm just saying Damian like, Lillard thrashes Paul George on offense. Damian Lillard thrashes that man on. Bro, Damian that is Lillard true. thrashes anyone. That is true. Can't really talk about that. But James Harden goes through anybody. You can say, bro, stop. He does choke in the playoffs. He does have that reputation. It's, it's been it's been yeah, done. It's been done, done times. Time. Man, whatever happened to that one-legged step back to the other side three that he was trying out in Houston? I'm trying to see that more. He found out that I think he did it. He did it. No, he did it. No, like bro, one. Bro, 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 you got you got the you got the god. You got the top big three gods of Olympus. So you got when you put Zeus, Hades, and Poseidon on the same. And and look, look, you're also you're also like thinking on the other end. Yeah, who's got, who's the guarding question. them? On that the is the question. That, that is, is true. Like, who's guarding Kawhi? Whatsoever. I can see KD helping guard the paint a little bit, but on the perimeter, he's not there to be their primary defender. He, we, they, the Nets don't want him exhausting himself. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, let's, it's let's, a problem. let's be honest. No one's watching the Brooklyn Nets for their defensive performance. Let's get that perfectly clear. On defense, yes. Okay. It doesn't matter who's watching him for what we're watching them for. We're talking about what they are i'm saying like no i'm saying like like we we all we all yeah. know the defense is not their strong it's it's it can be kind of an embarrassment it's at some point we obviously know we obviously know that so i, I don't want to talk about the with the i thought you got no, that's bad i sent them a video on like, on uh instagram you did take their ankle two of them bro mason <laughs> fell backwards to a center Please, i have not seen i have not seen the video <laughs> Bro, that man yo-yoed that thing. Huh. But, Bro, I got to move to you because I think you haven't been talking enough, personally. So, what did you think about the Vucevic trade? The I think that was a great move for the Bulls because other than Levine, they had no one. So, no one spectacular. So... So with the bull, I th- I think it was great. I think they can actually, you know, do some this year. They're not like, what, what right now, but they I right now. They're not in the playoffs. They're like tenth. The tough... They can yeah, push. They can. Yeah, push I know they're probably like tenth or eleventh. But, but they can, that can now, a great addition yeah. for them because Bulls fans for years have just been waiting for their organization to show some kind of optimism or just some sort of fight. So. I feel like everyone they draft it does, but turns out to be such a disappointment. They missed out on not getting Lonzo during the deadline. That was a big loss for them. But Vucevic will be great to watch with Levine. Are they going to do anything? No, but they'll probably make the playoffs now. Sneak in at an 8 or 7 seed. Well, wait, 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 you don't the, think they're going to the do anything? Why? They're, they're not going to beat the one seed, which will be either the Nets or the Sixers. They're just not going to beat them in a seed. That's not. Yeah, it, that's not. Gonna they happen. might get, take a game or two. They might, yeah. but no more than that. No more than that. Now, what I think about the Vucevic trade, I think it's their first step to being getting out of being a poverty franchise because Chicago is one of the biggest markets in the NBA. It's just they haven't been able to attract any big names in free agency because who wants to play with Zach Levine and a bunch of young dudes that haven't hit their potential. You know, Zach Levine and Vucevic, who's on a super team-friendly deal, um, he's I. How much is he making a year? It's in the twenty mils. He doesn't even hit thirty mil a year. It opens up a lot of room for a third star to come to Chicago. And once that happens, I don't see a reason why they can't be a one to four seed team in the next five years. One to four. No, see, this is. It's, I, I said five years. Uh, you got to give them time. You got to let Laurie Markkinen de- develop. In five you gotta years, let Vucevic will not be <laughs> remotely what he is now because he'll be 35 years old. Mm. So. It'll be getting towards the end, end of their, his prime. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so. 
But Zach Levine is still young. For, for Bulls fans, though, if I was a Bulls fan, I'd be ecstatic because it shows that the team actually wants to win. Unlike my Warriors, who made no move. Well, they, they got rid of Brad Brad Wanamaker. Wannabe Wanamaker, man. Wannabe NBA player. It's Wanamaker. Wanamaker shot. That's what it is. Oh, Wanamaker shot. But, um... Wannabe and solid NBA player, man. Yeah, and then we traded Marcus to uh, the Spurs for... I can't even remember the guy's name. Basically a bag of chips. But I read (laughs) that the reason the Warriors did that is that we're going to be active on the buyout market, which could be good for us. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge is gone, so there's also Drummond, who's probably going to the Lakers at this point. And there's a, there's a the chance of Drummond going to the Clippers. Yeah. People forget about that. There's a chance of him going to the Clippers. There was, but I, I don't know how yeah, it's looking it's at. probably not that. I mean, right now. Lakers, it's just when they – they have so much to offer just when they're talking to teams. Just the history, you get to play with LeBron. It's just very enticing for people. Mm-hmm course yeah now now that we're talking about the lakers i want to talk about why the lakers made a huge mistake by not trading for kyle lowry oh definitely they did because because they wanted to hold on to tht i still now what their obsession with that guy is listen Taylor Horton Tucker, he has talent for something (laughs) to be something in the future not an all-star i don't see all-star what Uh, who is that THT, bro. Come on now. Taylor Horton Tucker. Oh my God. <laughs> bro, he doesn't even know. Exactly. Tyro- no. Did you say, did you say Tyrone Harry Tillman? What? Yo, Peanut Tillman? Hell yeah. Please tell me y'all know who that is. Oh. You don't know Peanut Tillman? So they wanted to yeah. hold on to a no I mean, record for most forced fumbles by a corner and then be and whatever. So no, they okay. So Kyle Lowry is would have been phenomenal for them. That would have been game. I want right. I want to go. I want to go through a couple of options that Kyle Lowry had. I mean, the Raptors had to trade Kyle Lowry, um, and kind of explain why what would be a good deal and what would have been a bad deal for both teams. Well, I'm really going to only go over the Lakers and the Heat. Now, the Heat, I understand, didn't want to trade away Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. I mean, the offer they had set up was Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, and probably Avery Avery Bradley or Kelly Olenek thrown in there with a couple of picks because the Raptors were asking for two. Yes, Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn has value. He's a 24, 25-year-old point guard with the ability to score off the dribble at will. Still has potential to become better. He is a valuable piece on many things. He is. And the Miami um, Heat absolutely did the right thing by not trading Tyler. Trading away Tyler Hero. That's- because if you – first of all, logically, if you're not trading away Tyler Hero for James Harden, why would you want to trade away Tyler Hero for a thirty-five-year-old point guard on an expiring contract? Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. He wouldn't even be with the Heat next year because he wants a twenty million dollar two years, twenty-five million dollars a year. That's what he's asking for. Which is way um, too much. he's asking then, for what now? Kyle Lowry. Who who is asking for that? Two years, twenty-five million dollars a year. Uh, a year, um, a year, not the deal. A year, twenty-five which I can a see year. Get out yeah, of a year. So a fifty so, million dollar uh, deal. How do you feel about that? He's too old to get uh, that kind of money. I don't think anybody should. And all the contenders that he wants to go to don't have cap space for him. Lakers now, can't afford him. Clippers can't afford him. Uh, Nets. I mean, if. You know, I wouldn't even be fucking surprised if they could with all the bullshit they've been pulling. <laughs> Adam Silver, veto something, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but, you don't but anything. now now to the Lakers. I understand Taylor Horton Tucker is basically the Tyler hero of the West at this point. That's what everyone's calling him right now because it's kind of ridiculous how much they're valuing him. But valuing the future over a 35 point year old point guard it's usually the smart thing to do but you have lebron james on your team at 36 years old you have anthony davis on your team right now what, what, that that trade would have almost 
guaranteed them. Well, it would have guaranteed them a trip to the finals for sure. And if if healthy, of course, if the whole team is healthy, and it would have been their best roster to be able to go up against the Nets, Sixers, or whoever comes out of the East <laughs> Heat, of course. <laughs> so. Yeah, mortgaging for the future for the Lakers felt like a much better idea, especially considering the future piece they wanted to hold on to was Taylor Horton Tucker and not Tyler Hero. So I I find it ridiculous that the Lakers held on and were that stingy. Plus, the Raptors should have traded him. I don't know what they were doing. They're going to get nothing out of him by the end of the season. So that's my take on Kyle Lowry. Okay, so we can talk a little bit about the Heat and I will, Victor yeah, Oladipo. That's exactly what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Victor Oladipo <laughs> trade. Y'all, y'all left me on silence there for a second. <laughs> no, I wanted to talk about the Oladipo trade because it's definitely not as good as a Kyle Lowry move would have been. I think we can all agree on that. But I do think it was a much more sensible and yeah. I guess bang for your buck kind of trade. You can say because acquiring (laughs) the Rockets are down bad. They turned (laughs) James Harden into like nine picks and pick swaps and Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley. Could have had Jared Allen and Karis LeVert, but no, they wanted Oladipo. We are poo. Very poo. I mean, hey, you got Chris. We are one bad trade away from just disbanding and, I don't know, being replaced with like Listen, listen. Hey, hey, hey. You're not a Pistons fan, okay? Just be grateful. <laughs> You're not a Pistons fan. So Pistons I are down. Giving, up, giving up Olenek and Avery Bradley for Victor Oladipo, super, super low price, high reward type of move. Avery Bradley would have been a great on-ball defender and secondary playmaker off the bench for the Heat in the playoffs. And Kelly Olynyk has been an improved defender this year. He's been hitting his shots. He's been having a good year with the Heat. But Victor Oladipo is someone who's not too far removed from being an all-star with the Pacers and has shown flashes of getting back to that. Not necessarily consistently. It's not the same guy, but he's still Victor Oladipo. And also, the departure of Kelly Olynyk probably won't be that missed with the addition of Nemanja. I, that won't be that, <laughs> no, I know that will. won't be missed at all. He, he didn't yes, bring he anything did. to the team, bro. Yes, but but 20 shots a game and, and probably five those, for when he was hot. Them. When he was when he was hot, he was hot. Okay. So <laughs> yes he was. He was never you're just, hot. You're just a heat <laughs> hater. But the addition of Nemanja Bielitsa, he won't be as good as Kelly Olenek was for the Heat, but he will bring something similar to the table. So Victor Oladipo, Nemanja Bielitsa. Wait, who? And you you think he's gonna he'll, he he'll bring you something 40, better yeah, than than Olenek? He shot forty percent from the from three two years ago. This year he hasn't been necessarily good. But hopefully he can turn it up. Well, I think Olenek is the reason y'all lost the, the finals. The reason I we lost the jacket. finals is because, first of all, Bam and Draghi's were hurt. Second of all, it was the Lakers with a healthy LeBron. And, and you had to rely on you, you, you had no. to rely on Olenek, who came down two se- two seconds into the shot clock, gets the ball. And we had to rely out. on Olenek. <laughs> like, he's, well, like he stepped her. Who else was Bro, shooting threes? <laughs> The logo Who else like, is shooting threes on that team besides Tyler Hero and Duncan. What? Robinson, who what are you super... talking about? Dragic? But you don't. Oh, Dragic that's not the shot. Dragic was hurt. Bam Adebayo was hurt. Jimmy. That's not the sh- that's not the shot you need though. Like that is a terrible shot, bro. You're gonna shoot a shot four seconds into the shot clock because you think you're Steph Curry <laughs> and you're like ten feet behind the arc. I like, understand. No. It is, he doesn't like, make what are the you best doing? decisions at times, but he is a good. He was a good contributor. To no, he team. was a good bench player, but um, you know, you know what he didn't have underrated and nobody talks about is Trevor Ariza to the yeah, Heat. Trevor Ariza Trevor Ariza was a very good move. 
<laughs> Trevor Ariza is basically going to be Iguodala after Iguodala. Do you understand the but, defensive lineup y'all could put out there? Y'all could put up Oladipo, Jimmy, Iggy, Depot, Ariza, Jimmy Bam. You could just lock up the the other team. Yeah, exactly. And, and, bro, the Nets, Victor Oladipo on Kyrie, Jimmy on Harden, and Bam on Abayo on Kevin Durant. Yep. Like... <laughs> Well, right, man's getting cooked. I, I mean, KD, KD and Harden are gonna. <laughs> it's Kevin. It's Kevin Durant. Anyone is getting cooked. But if you want someone in the league to defend him, Bam Adebayo is probably one of your best options. I'm not gonna say best option. You know what? One of. I think this. I think KD's been out a very long time, and I'm starting to get worried about his health because I think he had a way more serious injury than than people than we're being yes. told. Yeah, and I think anybody, and I Bro, say this, and everybody's always like, anybody could get hurt. Yeah, I know that. But anytime you come off an Achilles injury, your susceptibility to injuries increases tenfold. So when he comes back in the playoffs, there's a real worry. If he gets injured, I don't have the Nets winning the championship. Simple as that. Because Harden's not the same in the playoffs. We all know this. And Harden Kyrie is always big question in the, in the regular season. He looks phenomenal. Then he goes to the playoffs and stinks it up. But hey, hey, hey. I got something to say about that, though. There's a reason Harden was always like that in the playoffs. We always criticize the way he played and the way he led his team through the playoffs. Being that dude, being like handling the ball on almost every single possession, jacking up shots that he doesn't need But that's need absolutely to. not true because he had Westbrook and Chris Paul and he was not handling the ball every time. That's not true. I watched the whole series both years when they had Chris Paul. No, when they had – When, they when had Chris Paul was Chris there, Paul, he was good. And James Harden was playing how he needed to play. And he was, you know he was what? Good. I'm seeing that again on the next. James Harden is doing what he needs to do to be a successful NBA player and to get a ring. I just want to read y'all the starting (laughs) five. Like you sneak in like that. Say it again. I just want to read y'all the current starting five. We have an ex wizard with no magic left running the point. We have Christian (laughs) Wood, who is somewhat prom. We have Ja'Shawn Tate. Some whoa 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 bro whoa, whoa, no whoa, let's, uh, Langston let Langston me that John Wall joke you was say... phenomenal that was amazing that was we have okay yes I agree with that Tate. but did you say Eric <laughs> okay. I'll ask after Kenyon Mar- <laughs> bro we basically have Christian Wood and the guys from the marching band we... <laughs> Kevin Porter Jr. Hello Kevin Kevin Wu. Kevin Porter Jr. He got hurt, Kevin but the Porter. he's not. The and he's opportunities not that, nice. that he was given, he was looking pretty nice. They were getting blown out okay. by forty. It's like his first game. few games with the Rockets. What do you want him to do? He has just like 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 Langston said. He has just Sean Tate. No, I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying those games. I know, don't but make him nice I'm not saying because he got nice. I'm saying he has he promise. You know who I am saying is nice though. Christian Christian Wood, Wood, the, Christian Wood am, is not somewhat I, promising. I Christian Wood is the future of the Houston Rockets. Oh, we have Andres. we have we have no no no. Whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, wait. Length and chill for a second. I'm I'm gonna Let's say this, and I don't know how y'all are gonna feel about this. Steven Silas needs to be fired. He is a god awful coach. He has way too much talent to be. Bit, to be losing 20 games in a row. He is terrible. It is – and that is he, true. he just has to go, bro. He's not a good NBA coach. It's not for him. Luca got him yeah. a job, basically. I mean, everybody's talking about the Luke. roster. The roster, you could win games with that roster. If you give this roster to Pop, that's a playoff team. Who? For sure. For sure. John Wall and Christian Wood is a yes, playoff team. Absolutely. Under for sure. All right, all right. We got Chris There's here. no reason we they should be this Wall. bad. He he may still be waving his wand here and there, but we got a bag of shit. We got fun. We got Funyuns. We got Doritos. Eric Gordon is still a solid NBA player, even <laughs> though he is probably one of the, str- the streakiest players in the league. Gordon. Kelly Olynyk. I don't even want to say anything because he's not even there yet. First of all, Eric who, Gordon. Who needs Eric a bio? Gordon needs a buyout. Yes, for sure. He's he's but he's still a solid contributor on NBA teams, even though he can be throwing up some. Oh, dumb he'd be a great six man for uh, some teams coming off the bench. I don't know exactly what team he'd really fit with right now. That's like a contender, contender. 
Ah, so the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, yeah of course. They probably would because they just need everyone. <laughs> Bro, imagine how scary that team would be with Spencer Dinwiddie right now. Yeah, they still have him coming back. Well, not this yeah, season, yeah, but, but I'm next saying, year. But still, though, next year. Yeah, it. next year. <laughs> next year is coming, fellas. I mean, well, Griffin and L.A. are both on one-year contracts. Thank God. So it's still – I mean, hey, you never know what's going to happen with them. They could sign on veterans' minimums. Who knows? All right, Langston, I'm coming to you now. Bro, I swear the Rockets were like I'm Apollo a... 11. We launched. We were up there, and, man, we blew it. This is all this man wants to talk about. James Harden. He sounded like Goofy, bro. (laughs) We blew it. (laughs) Okay, Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets and JaVale McGee to the Nuggets. Both really good moves. They kept Michael Porter Jr. They didn't trade him away. So you have Jamal Murray. I don't know who's playing the other guard. Will Barton. Is going to be playing the two guard, even though he's primarily a small forward. He's probably going to be starting. Yeah, and then you've two. got Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Jokic. I mean, that team's that team's. I think, I think Aaron Gordon uh, is going to do what Jeremy Grant did for them in the playoffs, plus a better offensive. He's be- he is better he, offensively, but it's not. A I have been saying for a. I have been saying for a while that Aaron Gordon has been a wasted talent in Orlando. He, I'm, I was saying that no matter where he goes, well, any good institution that he goes to would show that he's a better NBA player than what he was showing him on the Magic. I mean, I don't think it was going to happen here, but I was saying if he was going to a, a team that the Warriors really offensive boost, he would have been averaging 17 the and 10. freaking Warriors, bro. I was so mad we didn't make any moves. I was heated. You know the Celtics had a deal. The the Celtics had a deal for Evan Fournier. It was Marcus and Smart and two. No, you know what? Magic. No, that's a good point. That Evan Fournier move yeah. was was pretty good for the, for uh, the I like robbery. No, they robbery. gave away Jeff T. It was robbery. Bro, y'all are rude. Damn, we are disrespectful, bro. Langston, what do you think about Evan Fournier? What do I think about Evan Fournier? Like, I like Evan Fournier. I like Evan Fournier. There are nights where, uh, okay, the only thing that kind of would be like, eh, kind of deter me from it is just like, you know, uh, there was a time, there was a long span of time. Uh, during the season where he had he was having back problems and you know he kind of wasn't really uh, wasn't really active on the court like he missed you know quite a few games <laughs> and stuff like that mm-hmm. but uh, I feel like he's a solid uh, he I feel like he does have consistency and he there are there are nights where he will go off there are nights he will, where he will go off he's got a good uh, he's got a good jumper um, uh, yeah I think he's definitely a solid player so that's what I think. The biggest drop-off I see between him and what Gordon Hayward was for them while he was with the Celtics is that Evan Fournier isn't necessarily the passer Gordon Hayward was, which really brought a nice fluidity to the Celtics' offense. But he does mm-hmm. give them a I nice scoring have, option. Off the regarding the, Hayward was regarding the Orlando with... Magic, I do have a what-if question. How would you feel that – okay, at, at, this, at this current point in the season, how do you feel uh, uh, that about – where, where do you feel that Mark Hill Fultz would have been at if he hadn't sustained that injury? Like, how do you, how good, or do you, like, where do you think he'd be? That's a good question, Langston. That's a good question. I, I am personally a believer in Mark Hill Fultz. Right mm. Whoa. Whoa. You see, I'm a big believer in Mark Hill Fultz, and I wouldn't even say that. And you know I'm not That's even that pretty big fan of Mark Hill Fultz, but I'm, the reason I'm saying this is you his mean, number. I mean, if you are if you put him in the team right now, who else is scoring? No Vucevic, no Gordon. That is true. I, mean, I, I, I see where that's Mark Hill Fultz would yeah. be averaging 23 right now. I was more thinking about if he hadn't gotten hurt throughout yeah, the season yeah, up until that was this point. Be, he'd be averaging a nice 16 points a game probably. Yeah, a nice 16 and 6 yeah. probably. I think Markel Fultz, if he ever finds a jumper anywhere near as consistent as what he had in college, would be a 
never really an all-star, but maybe a Mike Conley level talent with the Grizzlies at some in a few years. Yeah, I could see that. You know, one of my other favorite moves, and people laugh at me when I say this, so Latrell, don't laugh. But um, oh boy, one of my favorite moves of the deadline was PJ Tucker to the Bucks. PJ mm, Tucker now grit, rebounding and shooting yes. to the Bucks. They didn't really need yes. the shooting; they always had that shooting. But um, I think he's he's just the kind what of person you love to have on your team in the playoffs. I can see that. The thing is, P.J. Tucker is not going to be anywhere near as efficient of an offensive player as he was with the Rockets because there's no James Harden to dime him up. That's what Giannis you know? does. He drives in the paint and dishes. Yeah, but it's it's not still not James Harden. No, you know? I don't. I mean, no. you don't know. Okay. Well, what I think about uh... – Giannis and PJ Tucker dynamic. Me and Latrell were talking I, about this the other uh, day. I think he said I mean, the same I don't, thing. Yeah, I don't even think <laughs> PJ Tucker's gonna, gonna really do anything. What's he gonna do? Get in for like 10, 11 minutes? Shoot one three. No, no way. If I'm if I'm a Buden host, oh, I'm starting what? PJ Tucker. <laughs> what? In the playoffs? Oh, you Why? can at me every day on that. Absolutely. <laughs> Over who Over who no. Lopez? No, over yeah, Dante nah, even nah, nah, weird. Nah, that's over. Nah, nah. You need to stop. Dante, yeah, stop. absolutely, absolutely. Stop. Thank first you, of Langston. all, first of all, Langston agreed with me. No, bro, just no. Absolutely, you're you gonna have need Drew Holiday out there, like PJ Tucker, and that grittiness to bro, win bro, in the bro, playoffs. Bro. You have Drew. You said, okay, he bro, can come Dante off the bench. Dante Divincenzo, Divincenzo, bro, come on. Hey. Yes, Dante DiVincenzo, someone who people have predicted in the past to become a future all-star. Who said that? Who Who said that? I said future all-star. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, first team YMCA. Yes, it has. Yes. First of all, Dante DiVincenzo is a very underrated playmaker for that team. He's going to have a much bigger role with DJ Augustine being traded away. He's actually not going to have a much bigger role because they have Drew Holiday now. So I disagree with that statement. I'm not saying over last year. I'm saying over compared to before the trade deadline. Mm. Uh, yes, Dante DiVincenzo is a very okay, solid so player on you, both sides of the board. Like, and I'm ability, not starting PJ. That's more Tuck- reason for him to come off the bench. Because who's the who's the ball handler in the second unit? It's going to be... It's going to be Dante exactly. DiVincenzo so for sure. So put him on the bench. He could be the sixth man. But P.J. Tucker, you do Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, P.J. Tucker, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. That's what you do. Wow. That is a strange I love lineup. that lineup. I love it. <laughs> we can't hear you, Latrell. You're, you're breaking up a little bit there. I think the motorcycle broke your mic. <laughs> Bro, what is your internet right now, sir? Man, isn't that McDonald's internet? Like, so what do you think about the Brook Lopez? I mean, not the Brook Lopez, the PJ Tucker thing that I was telling you about. No, yeah, for sure. No, for, yeah, for sure. I, I, I definitely think that PJ Tucker was a valuable asset to Milwaukee. And yeah, I definitely started him over DiVincenzo for sure. Thank you. Hmm. What other trades have we been missing? Hmm. Trying to, I mean, we're, those were the biggest trades so far. Daniel Tice getting traded away, giving him air. Mo Wagner. I'm not saying that trade. I'm not talking about that trade for anything more than Robert Williams. Robert Williams is someone who's always been an off the bench big for the Celtics. Fan favorite. He always made big plays when he needed to. And giving him the opportunity to be the premier center on that team, I feel might add a different dynamic to the I Celtics gotta, uh, that wasn't there before. And here's sure. Latrell to Saint back at it. I got a uh, I got a topic that I think is worth. Okay, so <clears throat> so uh, so rookies, um, rookies that have. Uh, I want you to like think right now. 
rookies that have been uh, who you think have been below their expectations, met their expectations, and have exceeded their expectations? Exceeded expectations, definitely well, the mellow ball for me. And Tyrese Halliburton. You can talk about ball first. I want to talk a little bit about I think Wiseman's met his expectations on the Warriors. Below and Obi Poppin. Okay. Patrick Williams has not lived up to his expectations. Excuse me? Patrick Williams has been consistent throughout the year. He's still a rookie. He's not necessarily looked at to be a great offensive contributor, but he's shown the potential to be a very good defender for that team. Patrick Williams is averaging nine points and five rebounds right now. He's a rookie. You don't have to expect every single rookie to come out and be a star. This this argument works most of the time when they're not getting the minutes. But he's averaging 28 minutes a game. I understand. He's a starter. His last two games, 32 minutes, five points. 31 minutes, six points. 34 minutes, 10 points. Not a scorer, bro. PJ Tucker is – Bro, he averaged – he averaged like twelve points in college. No one expected him to be a scorer. He's there for defense, and you watch those games. Patrick Williams provides that defense, and he will get better over the next few years. He'll be a great role what player pick for that was team. He? Pick four. He was the fourth pick. <laughs> yeah, I believe He's so. Definitely not. Yeah. When you pick somebody number four, you're not going to pick a role player. You never pick a role player that high. Well, so far, who who went after him that seemed better? Well, didn't Halliburton go six? I don't think he went that high. To the Kings? I think he went like 11 or 12. Was it five or six? Yeah, no, it was it five was, or six, Halliburton. It was something like that. Now, he was mean, the 12th pick, I'll like I told right you. Now. He was the and he was a he was a good uh, he was a good college player, real good. Like he should have been played pick center, I think. He would have been really good for the Knicks. That's where he should have gotten picked for Obi Toppin. That's a disappointment. That's who, who has it? Obi Toppin. Yeah, Obi Toppin. That's a right there. Yeah, I changed my answer. Obi Toppin definitely. Emmanuel uh, wow, quickly been, been better than him. Halliburton went twelve. Yeah, Obi Toppin has been. Awful. Onyeka Kongwu has been just yeah, injured been the really whole year, plan. so he hasn't really been given an opportunity. Killian Hayes was hurt. But Halliburton has put the Kings in a bit of a situation because Halliburton is a point guard, and they're playing him with De'Aaron Fox, which has been working lately. Just it's a weird dynamic. But it puts them in a situation with what do they do with Buddy Heald finally? I don't know why they really picked Halliburton. I mean, I guess they picked Halliburton because they knew how it was. And best they, available. And they he was wanted best to trade yeah, Buddy Heald. It makes no sense because now you're not getting rid of De'Aaron Fox, especially after giving him that contract. So they're, they're definitely Absolutely not. Fox. So, I mean, they're just going to – what I see them doing is just – making the point guard, point guard thing right out until they realize that it's not going to take them anywhere. And then probably Halliburton will get dealt somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple other rookies that have exceeded expectations, I would say, are Emmanuel Quickly, who's kind of bringing his own type of game to the NBA, primarily shooting floaters and three-pointers, and being – really efficient at it as well and seems to have a very promising future with the Knicks and it's mo- most likely should be part of their long-term plan and also the consistency not the consistency but the type of game that Precious Achua brings to the Miami Heat now Thanks, he's not out there putting out putting up spe- putting out spectacular numbers but once again, he reminds me a lot of Kenneth Farid. And he just bring, he brings something that the Miami Heat were missing in last year's playoffs, which was another big guy that can defend the paint, get boards, that's not named Bam Adebayo. Who is Bam Adebayo? 
Bam out of the duba bayou, according to Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> well, what do you think about the rookies this year? About which one? Who do you like? Who you seeing? What you seeing from them? Who do I like? I yeah. liked how Lamella Ball was playing, but I kind of expected Lamella to have a good year, and I also expected Halliburton to have a good year, even though everyone else was telling me, I was, I said if Lamella didn't get it, Halliburton would get that Rookie of the Year, because. I thought he was really nice in college, and I, I didn't think it would be, like, a crazy assumption. Like, who else was going to get it? Like, Anthony, Ed- Anthony Edwards hasn't been great. I think Wiseman winning it. Hey, hey, hey. But what hey. about the last few games about Anthony, Anthony Edwards? Really he's, been, he's been – Yeah, he started yeah, off he started but off now struggling. he had, like, but, three or four, like, solid games. In a row, which is good, but like still not like consistent, not the best. I'd say Halliburton. And then two, two more guys. I think are probably the last guys out of this draft that kind of exceeded expectations. Are probably Peyton Pritchard and Malachi. Who are they? Never heard. Who are they? Really, you've never heard of either. Flynn, maybe, but the other. Malachi oh, Flynn. Then never mind. Michael Flynn. <laughs> well, Malachi Flynn is a backup point guard for the Raptors who has made the most of his limited minutes. He hasn't much, getting, gotten much burn, but he's not a bum. That's all <laughs> I can really say. And he was drafted 29th overall. Peyton Pritchard was a, is a backup point guard drafted by the Celtics who's been getting consistent minutes. He's been... Uh, putting up consistent numbers at the backup point guard position. Nothing spectacular, but he seems to know what he's doing with the ball in his hands. He doesn't make many stupid plays, and he's already turning into another one of those Celtics fan favorites like Taco Fall. Not to the level of Taco Fall. He doesn't get the same recognition because, you know, he's not seven foot five, but he's been good for them. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I got to pay attention to them, but I've never heard of him. I cannot lie. Interesting. I heard about them more in the beginning of the season. I started watching a couple games of, of them. They, they're they solid, but anything more than that, you can't really say yet. Yeah, I, I see that. Oh, oh tired. Yeah, man I think Joe. we got to end it off. It's been a good 50 minutes. I think it was a pretty good podcast. We'll be back on soon with another one, probably. But um, <laughs> soon with another one, probably. Oh, I my mean, God. Yeah, we haven't been as consistent as I'd like, but we'll be back on. We'll be we'll be back <laughs> towards the end of the season, probably before that as well. Talking about our playoff predictions soon. Yeah. And Latrell and I will be. Uh, what's the word? We'll be celebrating the Clippers taking out the Lakers. Of the That's facts. We'll be celebrating. And I'll be celebrating Victor Oladipo holding Kyrie yeah, Irving okay. Okay. for 21 from the field in the playoffs. They'll <laughs> make it difficult, but that will never happen. That will never happen. All right, right well, now. good having y'all on. Yep. Of course.